0: Have you ever thought of a career in cake decorating? Baking is truly the ultimate side hustle, and it can easily turn into a very profitable full-time business. I've been asked so many times to teach a basic class, and I've considered it, but I thought, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it right, and I want to make sure that my students have all the tools that they need in order to get started in this industry. So I thought, how can I do this? How can I help? And I developed a five-day baking and cake decorating bootcamp. In this five day bootcamp, my goal is to transform you from hobby baker or even a dreaming baker into a cake designer. We will spend the first day baking from scratch, mixing buttercream, making simple syrup, leveling your cake, making sure that you have the proper techniques in order to bake a delicious cake. We will also spend another day making fondant from scratch. I know, right? from scratch, not store bought, and we're going to make it in different colors too. Each recipe used in the class is going to be yours to take home, and I'm going to add some bonus recipes too. You will decorate a one-tier buttercream cake, and you will stack and decorate a two-tier fondant cake. You'll learn proper structuring and how to achieve those coveted sharp edges. Another day is dedicated to making fondant figures, so we will also create other edible elements and decorations, including some of rice krispie trees, and we're gonna use those for our final project. In between all this jam-packed learning, we will discuss the business of baking. And on the final day, we're gonna spend hours on how I I keep my schedule organized and efficient. We're gonna discuss cake tastings. We're gonna talk about pricing. I know nobody wants to talk about that, but we will. We're gonna talk about menu options, And we'll definitely have time for Q&A. So those questions you've always been wanting to know, feel free to ask them that day. Every single part of this five-day class is 100% hands-on. There's going to be no demonstration of anything for you to just watch to learn. Absolutely not. You're going to pay to put your hands to work, and you're going to get them dirty. All supplies will be provided along with refreshments for all five days. Each one of my students is going to take home written instructions, my very own recipe book, Two fully decorated cakes and best of all, a new career and a clear path to opportunities as a cake designer. I have spent years mastering the craft of being a cake designer and I strive to teach others to reach new skills and confidence. You no longer have to wait months to learn the basics. You will feel confident enough to start making a profit from the comfort of your home. I will only be accepting four students. And the reason why I wanna do this is for personalized attention to each student. If you're interested, visit my website, orlandocakeacademy.com, to reserve your spot. Now is the time to start. Let this year be your year of new adventures and possibilities. You're listening to Baking a Boss, a podcast for the modern Latina cake designer. I didn't always dream of having my own business as a cake designer, but when my son was diagnosed with autism, I left my job to be a full-time mom and housewife. But being the independent Latina that I am, I needed more, so I discovered a passion for cake decorating, business, and marketing strategies. I was able to turn a hobby into a six-figure income working from home, and now it is my mission to help Latinas like you turn their hobby into a profitable business from the comfort of your home. Join me as we discuss topics common in our community and listen as I bring you a new perspective on life, business, money mindsets, and what it takes as a Latina woman to be successful in an extremely saturated industry. All of this with a sweet side of azúcar. Let's get started. In today's episode, I chat with Food Network's Elaine Duran. Elaine has become a household name for the Latino community representing at-home bakers across the country. After much struggle, trials, and tribulations, Elaine has demonstrated resistance, tenacity, faith, and has truly been an inspiration. She's a life coach, a baker, a follower of Christ, a mother and wife, businesswoman, cancer survivor, author, and so much more. Let's dig in. Hey Elaine, welcome to Baking a Boss. Thank you so much for joining me today. Good morning, Nadi. Thank you for having me. It's really my pleasure. wonderful to be here. I am so, so <laughs> excited. Honestly, I feel like I'm in the presence of a celebrity right now. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I'm deeply
1: humbled. Truly.
0: It's been a crazy journey. I'm pretty sure. And I cannot wait to get more into detail about that. Um, I just want to say like the first time that I saw you um, was on a competition in the Food Network and you were competing with your husband. Your husband was actually your your right hand in that competition. And I've been watching Food Network um, competitions for a while, but just The fact that I saw a Latina woman on the screen just ignited something in my soul like I cannot explain it and I felt like wow and not only was she were you representing um Latinas but you were specifically representing Puerto Ricans and Dominicans I was like okay where is this girl I had to do a google search like where is she from and then to find (sighs) out that you're from here local from Kissimmee Forget about it. My chest like was like all inflamed and um, I just felt so much pride to see like, wow, well, if she could do it, like we all can do it. You know, there's like no limitations. So tell me a little bit about who you are, what you do and how you started what you have been doing.
1: Well, first of all, Yadi, I want to thank you for allowing me or giving me this wonderful invitation to be on your podcast I think it's wonderful that as a Latina, that you are reaching out to the masses. I love the name of your podcast and where you're going with it. And so I am, when I say I'm deeply humbled, I really am. Uh, I, I, I'm just a big, big cheerleader for women empowerment and for women sticking together. I remember it was brutal in the beginning when I first started, those were very humble beginnings and um, not everybody was willing to extend a hand and give me a hand up as in trying to give me uh the right tools that i needed as a beginner to say don't do this or don't do that uh i'm just i get so many calls or texts of just random people that are about to go on this cake journey and they're saying can you help me can you give me some advice and I am always so available and so open because it was hard for me I, I burst cake out of a survival situation and I didn't have anybody to turn to to say hey and the one person that I did ask said how about you just um uh, get a little better and then we can have this discussion. And that always oh, resonated with me because it's the core. And it was one of our own, one of, uh, it was a woman, it was a Latina woman. And I was just excited that there was someone else, just like you said, someone that reflected that mirror for me that I was like, wow. So they weren't on TV or anything like that. They were in my own circle, but I was, you know, there's power in numbers and you know, that whole, uh, thing that they say, teamwork makes the dream work. So I'm all about that. And so I honestly thought that if I reached out to this person, maybe collectively, we could do something and start a big burst of this Latin baking power. Yeah. Anyway, it didn't work that way. (laughs) Uh, So I knew right there, okay, I'm on my own and I need to figure this out quick. So that's kind of like that started it really bothered me but i needed to go through that experience to be able to be generous and unselfish when it came to others immediately when i had felt that feeling of i made it immediately my next my next step was how can i give back And so that took on a life of its own. But so anyway, I just want to say thank you for allowing me to be here. I'm deeply humbled by you saying, wow, I feel like I'm in the presence of a celebrity because it was a journey. It was tough. And um, I have no regrets. It changed my life forever. Cake has been very good to me. And cake was not something that I woke up one day and it's like, oh, I can't wait like Mary Poppins to flip my whisk and throw Powder in the air like pixie yes. dust. That was not the case whatsoever. So, yeah. But anyway, you're going to have to ask me these questions and then we go yeah. as we go because I'll get <laughs> off.
0: <laughs> so, talk to me about where you're from. Where did you grow up? Okay.
1: So, I was born in Delaware here and um, uh, I moved to Philadelphia at, at the age of eight. I believe six or eight, something like that. And then um, at the age of 13, I moved to Ponce, Puerto Rico. And so that's where I deeply connected with my island culture because I was already connected to the Northern culture and uh the city culture. So my mom took a city girl, her city girls and took them to the island. And this is where we learned how to speak Spanish correctly and um it's funny, you know, when we're up north, we we don't learn exactly the proper way to speak. So I remember like roof, we would say roof, people still say Yeah, that. I do. <laughs> and you know, yeah, and and instead of techo, you know, and things like that or anyway. So Uh, From there, I went, uh, we were in Puerto Rico, and then I moved to Orlando when I was 16. And then I did my last year of high school here. And I've been here ever since. And so I find myself very lucky, very blessed, because I had the city culture, I have the island culture, and then I have the south culture, the southern culture. And so I've been able to blend all of those experiences uh, to be the best version of myself. And so I appreciate all those different uh, seasons of my life in different parts of the United States.
0: So how did Everything Elaine come to be?
1: So Everything Elaine was not Everything Elaine. (laughs) When I first started, uh, it was Enticing Cake Boutique. And so I was very wet behind the ears. I had no idea what I was doing. I was in sales, I was doing a corporate job. I was doing very, very well. And my husband worked with me as well. Uh, I had two children. I had just given birth to my children. My son was six months old and I was pregnant with my daughter. Um, The recession hit and my husband suffered a heart attack. So I was pretty much the one holding down the fort, right? And as any mom would do, uh, I went into survival mode and I was like, okay, you never think it's going to happen to you. You always feel all these stories of things that happen and you, and you, and, and when you're young, you just think you're resilient and that those things, they're not about you. These are things you read in newspapers or magazines or you see on blogs and, you know, it's just, you don't think it's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, it did happen to me <laughs> and every savings, every little bit of money I had in the account. It went really quick because I was the only one available. And I'll never forget, Clear's day, I had my son's very first birthday cake was Elmo. And we had someone very nice enough to make it, but it fell. <laughs> and so I was a manicurist all of my life, right out of high school. And a dear friend of mine, um, she was a manicurist with me. We used to work at the Ritz Carlton together, but we also worked at this corporate job together. And she's the one that got me the job there so she came to me at once and said listen with all the intricate little nail art we do on these nails we should be able to do it on a bigger canvas and why don't we try and you could do your son's second birthday cake and you could do it instead of having somebody else do it i was like girl you are crazy can we just focus on one job like <laughs> i was not interested in doing that at all um but i do have an arts degree and it kind of came easy to me so The day that she had bought me a craft, one of the craft stores, uh, a one-week beginners, bakers, whatever, she gifted it to me, and I'll never forget her to this day, because on the day we were supposed to start the class, the recession was already in full effect, and they had let her go, and so she was so devastated, she didn't want to continue with the class. She goes, I don't even know where I'm going to get gas from, so I don't even want to go. You can have it. So she gave me her other ticket. So anyway, I ended up going um, to this class because before I left my job that same day with her, they also let me go. Mind you, I was top sales at the time. And so at this point I'm going, OMG, my husband is home. He just suffered a heart attack. I just gave birth to a little boy. And um, I knew that the way things were going because of the economy, that we would deplete everything we had if I didn't think of something really fast. And so just to have peace of mind and not to go home to my husband and tell him, oh my gosh, because he's healing. The last thing I wanna do is stress him out, Mm -hmm. right? So, or give him anything to stress about. So I'd go to the class. The, the, the coach at the time, the Kate coach said, introduce yourself. We're still friends to this day. I said, my name's Elaine Duran. I just got fired today. This is my new business. And that's how Kate was birthed. <laughs> I kid you not. I literally was on such survival mode that there was no other option. This was it. And I was going to figure it out no matter what. So I took a desperate, a desperate moment and turned it into an opportunity and God just took my hand and I held on for dear life and I have been holding on to God's hand ever since, And that's how, you know, everything Elaine was birthed. Now, the reason I I came up with everything Elaine later on is because I wear many hats just as you do, as a mom, as a wife. And so there were so many things that kind of uh, developed over the years. I became a motivational speaker, a, a coach, a personal coach, life coach, uh, also cake coach. All those things came about. And then we started shipping our products. And then we started, you know, plus traveling because of the popularity of the show. One thing led to another. And the only thing I can think about was how can I give back? And so that's when we ended up writing a book called Your Next, Turn Your Disappointment Into Destiny, because I wanted to make sure I knew I wasn't the only one that was going through this recession, but then I knew I wasn't the only one who um, probably felt stuck and didn't know how to get themselves out of their stuck state. So I had figured it out and I didn't want to gatekeep. I wanted to share that. And so that's where the book was birthed. And so anything, everything Elaine ended up being a hub where people can get their hands on all of it. They can find the cake if they need the cake coach, if they need the life coach, they can purchase the book there for inspiration. Um, and so, yeah, and then we're still growing. So where
0: can we purchase this book? That, this is the first time that I know Like, this is the first time that I hear that you actually have a book out there. So where can we buy this book? Oh, yes.
1: This is I always keep it next to me. Because this is just something that's really dear to my heart, uh, but it's on Amazon. Uh, we need to update it, of course, because the old website was there uh, before Stage Four came into play. But it's still uh, the 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 um the front of the book and the back really doesn't matter. Uh, we're obviously everythingelaine.com, but you know, obviously on the book it'll say Enticing Cake Boutique. Uh, but yeah, it's I can read you a little bit on the back. It says. Are you stuck in a rut do you have delayed dreams and unfulfilled desires have you lost hope that you can that you can't um have you lost hope that you feel that you can't overcome your past and do you long to live a life of purpose but you don't know where to start well if uh, your next turn your disappointment into destiny Author Elaine Duran from TLC's Next Great Baker and the Food Network's Cake Wars shares her captivating life story and the principles she applied to go from cake klutz (laughs) to a television cake personality in five years. Her refreshing transparency and honesty combined with her practical, insightful advice will help you unlock the secrets to uncover the destiny of your dreams. It's a really good self-help book and it's great for someone who needs to get out of their situation, whether you're stuck feeling in your job, it doesn't have to be cake. This is created for uh, everyone uh, in all ages. It doesn't have to be for someone in the cake world. This speaks to every individual person that needs to get to the next level of their life. And so that's really amazing. Yeah. This is a little
0: golden nugget. That you were able to make something like I wrote that. With...
1: Yeah. This is a blessing. Uh, and obviously part two is coming because so many things happened after we wrote the mm-hmm. book that we're excited to update that one and then get the, the next one going. So that's in the near future, but not right
0: so now. Talk to me about how you were casted into these TV shows. What was the process like and what made you say, you know what, I'm going to go for it?
1: Well, eight months into me doing cake, mind you, I am not techie. When I tell you I am the worst at this, but you're also talking back in 2010. Facebook was really new, at least for me. My sister's techie. I'm not. So my sister was like, Elaine, you need to be on Facebook. Yeah, how are people going to know who you are? I was like, listen, I'm just trying to learn. The, my, my thought process was, if I can learn buttercream cakes, I can sell buttercream cakes. Once I master that, then I'll learn fondant. If I can learn fondant cakes, then I'll sell fondant cakes. If I can learn how to do weddings and cater to the brides, then I'll sell wedding cakes. So I took it in baby steps. And eight months into the game, I was just trying to master buttercream. I was just trying to master fondant. Now, I didn't realize how good I was getting because my mind was still stuck on how am I going to pay diapers? How am I going to put pay the bills? How am I going to just, you know, make a dollar out of 15 cents? Really, that's, That was what I was thinking. And my sister kept saying, oh my gosh, Elaine, you're getting so good. And I remember one day, of course, Cake Boss had came out. That was the season of Cake Boss where everybody was just in love with this man. And I remember sitting there going, if I can get on that show, I know I've made it. You know, that was my thought, right? So my sister said, you know, you're good enough to be on that show. You should put in for it. And I was like, girl, you're crazy. I need a little bit more experience, just a little bit more experience. And she goes, no, I think you can. So she got the audition papers or the application, and she brought it to me. And I filled it out, and by faith, we just sent it. Mind you, this was eight months into me learning cake. Sure enough, eight months in, I get the phone call. Now, mind you, I thought I was getting pumped because I never in a million dreams, you know, in a million, I never would have thought – that that call was coming from Hoboken. Of course it was coming from production, the team in production. And so I disconnected. And then I saw that it, there was a callback number and I just entertained it and I called it back. So she picks up and I apologize. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't know. I just wanna make sure that this is not you know, just a joke. I just, she goes, no, it's not a joke. We want you to be on the show. You know, we want you to put it for, I about fell out my chair. And so that, that was a big turning point for me there. And so I did, I put in for it and, um, they said, thank you, but no, thank you. And so I'll tell you what, somebody else would have been just so disappointed and probably would have given up there, but I've always been very optimistic. The glass is always half full. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. That's just my thought process. That's the way I was built. Right? So I said, you know what? I'm going to beat them at their own game. If I didn't make it this time, then I'm just going to get better. And then next year, they can't say no, right? (laughs) That's what I was thinking. The next year comes around. Mind you, I'm learning everything I can. Now I'm dabbling into sculpting and all that other stuff, but I'm still building a business here. Now I'm already working on wedding cakes and building the business with the wedding cakes. So they give me a phone call and I do the audition. I fly out. And again, they say, thank you, but no, thank you. We're looking for specific things. And I was like, oh my goodness, not again. I was like, dang it, third one's a charm. I'm telling you, if they don't take me this time, they'll take me next year. And I just, it was like the the train that could, you know? It's just, I think I can, I think I can. I know I can, I know I can. And so on the third year, sure enough, they said, Elaine, this year we're going to do couples. Do you have somebody that works with you? Now, of course, my husband, who had suffered a heart attack, you know, he's doing better now. Now we're building the business together. And um, but he had already gone back to work. Um, And I said, nope, sorry, you're going to have to take a pause because they finally said yes, if I can get a cup of someone, a partner. And so he said, let's do it. I'll do it for you. I know you've been wanting to do this. So let's just so I had to boot camp him do a cake boot camp and literally teach him everything I knew in 3 months before we left. Wow. So, but our chemistry was really strong on the show and I didn't know that we were going to be the only married couple on the show. And because of our relationship, we were America's top tweeted team, which was a shocker to me. And um it, it's it was just funny. It was an experience we'll never forget. You know, we'll be 90 rocking in our rocking chairs saying, remember when we were on kate boss bloody show just winging it you know trying to produce the best that we could so that we can create a legacy for our children and so at a, as a latina i was very very we were very proud my husband's dominican obviously i'm puerto rican and so that was tremendous Que, que mama papa, we did it, you know, we got on the show and
0: we made it happen. That so. is so, so amazing. And how did this change your life moving forward after you were on the show?
1: Wow. Well, we won probably, we did not win the whole competition of Next Great Baker. I believe it was season four. We didn't win it, but I'll tell you what, we won the best prize. The reprise was to recreate one one of uh Caraba's Italian grill, one of their desserts. They were gonna roll out a menu for summertime and they wanted us to recreate their pound cake. So Claro como Latina, what did I do? I made sure el, el mojito con pina y coco, and I recreated their pound cake. It was really dry, but pound cake is naturally dry. Mm -hmm. So obviously not to down Caraba, but pound cake is dry. It's not my preference. So the first thing I thought of was I'm going to moisten this pound cake up and give it a nice, you know, Latin flair. The things we do, you know, we sprinkle Mm -hmm. our little pixie dust and make things fabulous. So that's what me and my husband did. I told my husband, grab the pineapple, you know, get the pot. Let's do the sugar, you know. And so we did our pineapple simple syrup, a little marmalade and sprinkled some, uh, toasted coconut shavings, and we won that one. And let me tell you that that dessert was featured in, I believe it was 240 Carabas across the country.
0: Wow.
1: When we went to Carabas to have this dessert, our face was plastered all over Carabas on every table. It was surreal. And then I don't think they anticipated to sell out. So when we went, they couldn't keep it on the menu for not even a
0: week. Wow!
1: They sold out. They didn't have enough. So I mean, not so good for Grava's, great for mm-hmm. us, right? Because it spoke volume about what we can bring to the table. And so, yeah, I think they underestimated. And uh, but it didn't matter. I mean, it was an, an amazing opportunity, and they were really good to us. And it happened to be here in Florida, in Tampa. So we were able to go to their test kitchens and teach their chefs how to do it. I mean, you have to understand from someone who's self-taught, that was, that was a blessing. That was really a big moment. We were like, oh my gosh, we had that imposter syndrome. Like we don't belong here. Right? Gosh, we're teaching their chefs how to do my dessert, you know, and imposter syndrome is real. That's, that's something that needs to be talked about as well. But, um it has pros and its cons winning that competition because not only did we travel the United States doing all kinds of shows and public speaking. Um, it also taught me that I think that a lot of times bakers think if they get on the show, it'll, it'll turn their life around forever. Meaning they'll be sitting on a hill somewhere with a pearly gate and they'll have servants serving them. Like it'll make them rich overnight or whatever. I don't know. But I know that when you struggle so much, you see this as an opportunity. And though it is an opportunity, the opportunity though is what you make of it because they're not going to roll out the red carpet and then you're like a millionaire overnight or anything like that. And so um, my husband and I really did go into this thinking it was going to change our life financially, right? And you need to come be ready that when you go on these shows that your marketing is ready before it airs that your um your business plan is ready before it airs that your money is right before it airs that your business concepts the business plan has to be ready before it airs it's your one opportunity to get all your ducks in a row so that when it airs and you get all that flux and you ride that social wave that you bring that whole host of followers with you and that you can create it into uh, a financial
0: opportunity. Was it in your plans when you you started working from home before you entered the competition was like the end goal to be able to open up a, a storefront?
1: Yes. As a child, I always wanted to be a designer. That was my dream as a child. I even went through my season where I wanted to be a shoe designer. Then I wanted to be a motorcycle clothing, like designer. Uh, So being a designer was always in the plan. I just never knew that I would one day be a cake designer. But, you know, also being a believer, I can actually think about the wonder of how God does things. And heck, we're created out out of dust, right? And then I compare that to taking flour and water and sugar and making something beautiful out of it. And so I, I reflect that on my spiritual walk and I go, here we are as humans. We're made from the dust and breath from his lungs, right? He breathed into us life. And then here we are, amazing creations. And so it's kind of like a reflection. I always wanted to be a designer. I just never thought I would be a kick designer, and so I happen to do it well. It's my my knack. And so I stick to what I know. I've always wanted a boutique, a brick and mortar. That's definitely in the works. Uh, but everything in due time. So I'm a mom first. And so I raise my children. I invest all my time in them. And that's why we focus more on the online shop aspect of
0: right. it. Instead of yeah, I feel like the- from two years ago or in 2021 when I had my cake shop, I feel like the one big regret that I have going into that is not anticipating how much time I actually had to dedicate to the storefront and how much I was missing on my kids' lives to the point where my kids who were straight A students were flunking. They were getting bad grades because there wasn't anybody home that was keeping them accountable for their schoolwork and all that. Plus, you know, they went through so many changes. And I feel like everything happens for a reason. And even though that situation didn't work out for me, but just being able to be back home and being there for them I mean, I'm raising babies. Pretty much, we're still in the raising kids time. You know, the benefit that we have of being young and having our kids young is the fact that when they are, you know, I'm just like counting the days. They got five more years where my smallest one is an adult, you know, and then I can really focus on my business and go hardcore. For now, I'm just kind of like preparing the pavement for what what that's going to look like for me in five years. You know, do you feel the same way that right now your focus has to be like, yeah, you want to work on your business, but your priority is your family?
1: No, I felt like that from day one. I knew it because I've always had a business mindset. I always knew I'd have a business. I had businesses before cake. There was a season where I was selling uh, jewelry at a jewelry, a jewelry line um and as a manicurist i had my own business on the side and then i also worked at the ritz carlton there was a time where i was a 911 dispatcher doing all of this at the same time. wow (laughs) so i've been in osceola county for a long time i'm what they call you know i i'm just such a Mm go-getter and i feel so unstoppable um that could be a blessing and a curse as well because i feel like sometimes we go hard and then if we don't take care of ourselves, this is where you can get sick. And we'll talk about that later on. But um, I always knew from the beginning, the moment I had my children, guess what? I couldn't have my children. After five miscarriages and ectopic pregnancy and uh, my, one of my ovaries removed, it was pretty much good luck. But the one thing that I knew I wanted was I wanted children and I wanted, I wanted to be able to be a blessing and an investment to my children. I wanted them to be a legacy that extended from me just to give, to honor God for giving me the opportunity to have children after being barren and being able to be blessed with two beautiful souls, I just wanted nothing more. I talk about that in the book because there's so many women that have gone through that. And literally it was because I was doing so much. The body was under so much stress, Though I didn't feel stressed because I was young, but the body was under stress and it wasn't allowing me to hold on to the babies to be able to hold them for birth. So it was very high risk. So the moment I had them, nothing was gonna get in the way of me investing my whole life into these children. Mm -hmm. From breakfast, lunch, and dinner, from packing lunchbox and little notes, you know, I signed up for that willingly and that's something that we wanted to do. And so my husband and I, it's a a teamwork effort here. They're very involved in sports. They're straight A students. They they love the Lord. Faith is a big, big factor in our family and um, they're leaders within their own little community. And so um, we're really proud of what we've done here. And we thank God that we had that opportunity. I would never, I have gotten so many offers from people that I love and appreciate. I got so many um, uh, blessed moments that said, here, open up your shop. We believe in you that much. They would have signed the check over. If I can count with my hands, how many times I got that offered from people that I, and I said, I'm not, I'm not ready. And it wasn't because of insecurity. It's because I knew that my priority was to the, the, the one, the two blessings that I asked for. They didn't ask to come into this life. Right. I wanted them. And so the truth is, is that, and I talk about this all the time, especially when I do a lot of uh, life coaching or cake coaching. I tell people, if you have a family and you want to run a business, the family is going to hurt. But if you are, you have a priority and it's your family, then the business is going to suffer. And so there is no happy balance. Mm -hmm. The balance is, is that you need to then decide at what point in your life do you focus on the business? Is that going to be more important or is your home life going to be more important? Well, at the rate that our society is going with, you know, not enough fathers in the homes and too many single mothers raising their kids. And, um, I don't want my children to be a statistic, right. Or my life to be a statistic. So, I was totally dedicated and I'm still dedicated to the raising of my children and focusing on my home life that I know if in the early stages I got offered to be able to do this brick and mortar with all the bells and whistles, I will get that opportunity later. I was telling my husband the other day, isn't it funny when you know that, you know, that you know, and in your inner knowing that you just cannot fail. There is something within me that obviously has been placed there uh, and not on my own accord. Obviously it's, it's, and it's tied to faith that you know, that you know that you just cannot fail. And so again, my priority are my children. And I total I totally know that if I invest my quality time in them now, I will set them up for success. And then guess what? It's another stage of your life where you move on to the next phase and then you build that up for success. But when you're pulling from every direction, then it's going to be a little harder and someone or something is going to suffer in the interim and you're not going to get the full success or the capacity of it to be able to leave a legacy behind. And so, yeah, it's tough as a mom. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Do I want a brick and mortar? Absolutely. But guess what? Everything's a learning experience. The day I have that brick and mortar, honey, it is going to it, it is going to be the best place because so many tears and so many joys and so many experiences have gone into developing this business plan.
0: You definitely and will so have a lot know- more experience and you'll have a lot more um, I guess. Conviction. Um, you're basically like um, the chicken that is being seasoned right now. It's almost ready to get yeah. put in the oven, but you're still in the seasoning part. So I want to briefly talk about um, you publicly shared with everybody your cancer diagnosis. Well, I don't want to say your because I always feel like what's not, um, I don't want to label anybody based on what they're going through um it's kind of like you know when people go through depression like I don't like to say oh my depression because it's not mine it doesn't come from me it doesn't come from God you know so talk to me a little bit about that journey and how it affected your life for the better or for the worse. (laughs)
1: Absolutely I was writing I had I had done a show, the first show, Next Great Baker. My husband had suffered a heart attack. I took care of him. I developed the cake business. Time went by, we developed the business, went on the show. After the show, um, time went by, we're both working. Things are great, everything's successful. Um, and then my husband needed open heart surgery. So mind you, he was really young going through this. It's a genetic. His, family deals with a lot of this. So in the interim, I am riding the social wave. I am going to all the places they're calling me to go to. I'm trying to run the business. I am doing wedding cakes here and there, appearances here and there, and I'm being pulled in every direction. But you ride the wave while it's hot. It's not going to be that um, demanding all the time. So in the interim of me riding this wave, my husband needs open heart surgery. I stay home to take care of him. And at that point, um, I had neglected myself at the time because I'm so worried taking care of him. I mean, that's a big deal. So I wasn't, I didn't, I hadn't gone to my mammogram visit. I hadn't gone to my OBGYN. I hadn't done any of that for a good year. Now, mind you, I was in CrossFit and I was very fit. And I truly believe that the CrossFit was keeping me alive at the moment because i was so healthy uh physically anyway physically uh but the running around and getting all this stuff done and and doing the business and mothering and wifing and all that um i kind of neglected myself as us women do we we give so much we're nurturers we're givers we put ourselves last and that what happens is is that we're the ones that end up getting sick if we don't take care of ourselves so that's exactly what happened to me i remember my husband was laying he had just he had to live um downstairs of the of the house at the time and we were taking care of him downstairs because he couldn't go upstairs and um i remember i was sitting there and i saw on facebook an ad about self-exams so i was like oh my gosh i have not gone to to an exam. So I decided to check myself while I was sitting there, just talking to him. And I felt no lie. It was like a lump that felt like the size of a golf ball. Now it wasn't that big when they found it, but it felt like that under the skin, because of course you have skin on top of that and all that stuff. It was actually the size of a quarter at the time. But I spoke to my sister and my sister said, well, maybe it's just, um, a cyst because sometimes, there's some that are liquid filled and they pop. So I just thought again, that's, that's not me. You know, I didn't think that. So I said, okay, it's time to go get checked. My husband is doing better. And I signed up for the yearly exams or whatever. And they did the, the exam, they did a mammogram and they sent me to do an autopsy. Well, the autopsy was just utter painful. It was horrible. And, um, it was the worst experience of my whole life. Uh, but that's where I found out I didn't have one lump. I had three and one of them was in the back, but anyways, I had to go then to the oncologist and the oncologist then said, um, that I was stage four at that time. Wow! Now we were on a family trip. I found out we were camping and I got the phone call from the doctor that said, you need to come in and we need to discuss this. And at this point I knew something was up, but I didn't know what it was, but I'm thinking, okay, lumpectomy, you know, benign, not malignant. They need to just do surgery, get it out because it was obvious I had a lump there. Never, never would I have thought that the oncologist would have said that I was stage four. I just never, that was a shocker to the family. And so that's, we held on tight and we were like, okay, here we go, it's another ride, you know? And, um, and we just held on. We held on to our faith, held on to the family. And I, I spoke it into existence. I said, Lord, no, no. I, I know this is not it, This it's not time. And so um, my husband and I in that room, we made a pact that we were going to fight this all the way. And that I would see my children graduate. And then I would see my children, my daughter walked down the aisle one day and we just refused. And so I went into, uh, again, just everything changed. My eating habits changed. My lifestyle changed everything. And now I actually gave up the business. They could have it. When you're, when you come across a big, big, um, crossroad in your life like that, trust me, you will throw it all away. You could care less. I could care less. I gave up the business. I was like, I don't even care. Nope, I don't want it. You can have it. I, I got rid of the website. got rid of the business. Got rid of it. I got rid of I lost all the clients. I lost everything. Shut down everything, everything. And then I just focused on them. We went to vacations together. We had fun together. We kept doing things together. We played we did everything. I thought we were close then we got closer after that because now at this point, you don't know if you're going to live. I mean, I had the stage four was in my neck, in my back, in my hips, in my legs. The only place the cancer, the breast cancer had not spread was to my brain. And that was the only reason that there was hope because once it gets to the brain, they say that's mm-hmm. in. And so I was like, okay, that's all I needed to hear. It's not in the brain, you know, and guess what? It's a mindset. Mm-hmm. So, that's where we what began year was, was this? This was, it'll be five years now in March. So five years ago, 2018, I yeah. March of 2018.
0: So I always kept track yeah. of your videos. You used to always be so strong and faithful um, to God's promises. And you just kept refusing not to accept your diagnosis but to uh, I, I want to say accept the prognosis because usually you hear stage four and it's like a lot of people don't come back from that but you were such a fighter and every single time that I saw you update like I was like waiting for your updates to see what the scans were like what the doctor said um and I will show to my mom because my mom had gone through. um the same situation she had breast cancer and but she was going to like in a totally different way you were very positive and she took it in a very negative way and it, it affected her to the point where she still is struggling her recovery and it's been already like 15 years um and she had a mal- she had a malpractice and everything and I would just show her your videos. And I'm like, look, mom, like she's going through it and she's going through it worse than what you went through it. And she's thriving, she's surviving, she's fighting it. She's keeping her faith. And I feel like watching you um go through that situation in such an elegant way, in such a fighting way, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like you have such a beautiful strength and I know that that's not you. I know that that's got through you and that you're, story was not going to just end there that God was going to use that for a greater purpose and indeed he has because now you're a motivational coach and now you have started your business again where now you're like doing all these other things so i want to ask you elaine what's in the future for everything elaine and um can you share any updates of what you're going to be doing well i had a
1: lot of um um, before we move on, really quick, I just want to say, for those that are battling, uh, I truly believe that your po- podcast is going to reach the masses, whether it's uh, cake involved or anything else, right? Because God has a specific plan for you as well, and that's the beauty of us women sticking together and sharing our stories. But I do want to say that I, through the process, the only thing I kept saying to myself is that i've always been a believer well we can say that uh verbally or we can honestly believe that uh spiritually and physically right um or mentally and i i really kept saying to myself it would be a slap in the face it would be an injustice to my creator if i did not believe that what he has told me my whole life was not true. So I knew that in that moment, I knew that if this was a season of trial, the the best thing that I can do is to think that I would not. I would not want to. He is the author and finisher of all of our lives. Right? We have no say. If the day he wants to take us, he's going to take us home. But it would be an injustice to the Creator that I serve if I did not have faith to be able to beat this, right? Cause that's where faith comes in. And so um, my whole thing was honoring him through my test and trial. I know that sounds crazy, but that's what I was thinking. How can I honor him through this test and trial so that he knows, so that God knows that everything he's ever told me my whole life, I believed it. And so I feel that that mindset is what got me through that mindset, but anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no I Sorry, no I totally work. agree um you know I'm I'm kind of the same way it's not that I am harsh um it and I've been told this before it's not that I am not an empath it's just that for me two things there's no room for failure it's just I cannot right. accept it and number two um my faith in god is so great that I feel like I've been through so many things in my life and I've seen his hand move in so many different ways that for me at this stage of the game, to start flaking on my faith would be the worst thing that I can do.
1: have been
0: through so much. Wait, what? Were you just right. starting? Exactly. You know, so that's one yeah, thing that yeah, I always absolutely. speak about is about keeping always positive um affirmations, but not just like speaking it into existence into the universe. No, no, no. It's kind of just declaring what God has talked to you about and what he has put in your heart and just keeping that positive mindset for sure. So what is in the future for everything Elaine?
1: So you know, someone once told me years ago, don't neglect the resume. Don't neglect the resume. And what they meant by that was every season of your life is going to, you're going to need that in your future, uh, in whatever the future holds. So the days of being a manicurist, embrace that resume, embrace that part of the resume because you're going to use that later on. And I can tell you how I've used my manicure skills in my cake life. You know, the days of 911 dispatching, that created such thick skin in me that i was i'm able to use that in the industry because it's ruthless
0: mm-hmm. oh you know? yeah
1: um yes yes girl oh lord that's a whole other you know uh, conversation mm-hmm. but you know um so never ne- neglect the resume even the times you did let's say a customer service or sales i remember i did sales for years and that's helped me with the business on how i represent myself or how i sell certain things and the customer service that you provide you know that's so important and so um What's in the plans? All of my resume is in the plans for Elaine, but I'll tell you this. I I did put in for uh, many more shows, and when COVID was alive and well, because of the vaccine, um, many of them turned me down. Some of them did not, so I was able to film uh, the Easter Basket Challenge, which is now called the the Easter uh, Championship Baking Challenge, and so they changed the name, but... um, I wasn't able to, I got turned down by like three different shows because of that vaccine. And that was a personal choice. I'm
0: so happy that to hear you say that because um, when COVID, like you said, when it was alive and well, um, and I would do like TikTok lives and people were like, oh, are you vaccinated? And I'm just like, I don't want to get into this, but no people, we opted not to get vaccinated. Um, Most of my family didn't. My mom did because she has underlying issues and I respected her decision, but um, I, I applaud you for being open about that because I feel like for a while, yeah. nobody wanted to really say yes or no, you know, like you were going to get attacked or something. Oh, well, I just, I'm,
1: I'm very true to what I believe in. I don't ride the wave. I ride my wave. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I I was like, okay, bye, you know, next, next. And, um, I even got I get a lot of requests to do shows because once you've been on shows, they already know your work ethic or your history. And so it's a little easier. Right. And so, but the moment they knew I didn't have the vaccine, I was like, and they even asked, are you willing? I was like, I do mm-hmm. or not. I'm sorry. You're going to happen. So, um, I'm glad I stayed true to that, you know, and I have no regrets. And so, yeah. So now that COVID is over, um, when I do more shows, probably, probably not. Um, I'm moving in a different direction. Um, they're fun. I love to put myself to the test, but I'm not as young as I used to be either. So it's very exhausting. You're talking 16 hour days of filming. It's just a lot. So, and again, my son is in high school, so that takes a lot of time. And so I am focusing a lot on my children and my family life for the business we're an online cake company. Um, uh, we like it that way uh, for now and so we ship and we like that that way for now and so focusing more on the social side of it, the social media, the YouTube um, and so that's that's where it's going
0: Do you have any going right final now. words or advice that you can give to anybody that's listening to this um, that really wants to try to make it into the cake industry?
1: Um the cake industry is brutal. Heck
0: yeah. <laughs> it is not
1: for the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. It is not. It is very time consuming. It is very hard. It's skill sets that you need to learn. You don't learn it overnight. I started back, I believe in 2008. Um, and I still learning. I'm still learning. I put, I take classes all the time. And so you have to put yourself in a position where, I'm sorry, my phone's okay. You have to put yourself in a in a position where um, you strategize your days. Priority is so important because you can get caught up taking all day and then you forget you have a life. Um, you got to eat somewhere in between. Um, but if you want it bad enough, you know, Absolutely. Never think you can't do it. You know, it's, it's, I'm I'm also a strong believer in what is yours is yours and nobody can take it away. Uh, even before you were created, you were created for such a time as this. And so the clients that come to you were the clients that were meant to come to you. The clients that come to me were the clients that were intended to come to me. The opportunities that come for you were the opportunities that were always intended to come for you. You know, and the same for me and for so on and for this person and for that person. It doesn't matter how many cakers are in your community, whatever comes to their table and whatever you attract, that was, that is what was intended to come. Now you can see it. It's, it's life is a journey. So you have to see it all as a, as an experience. And when you have bad experiences, how are you going to turn that around and make it positive? If you have a good experience, how are you going to turn turn that around and make it positive? And then once you've arrived to a place where you feel satisfied, then the next step is how do I give back? How do you give a hand up to the next person that wants to know, I know that you made it to a certain level and I want to try to make it. So how can I get there? And then be willing to extend that hand. And I think a lot of people go into this with a lot of fear or, oh, what if I don't make it? Well, what if you
0: do make right. it you know? <laughs> so
1: um it's just it's a
0: mindset. It's a mindset. Definitely. Well, I wanna thank you so much for letting me pick out your brain. It was such a pleasure listening to your testimony. You have so many amazing tips and insights into everything. I do have more questions for you, but that's gonna be um off the record. Thank you. Likewise. Um, so, thank you for this um, opportunity. Yeah, thank you so much and for yeah, joining I'd me. I'd love to do it again. Um and you know, I so wish you the best of luck in everything. And we'll get we'll get
1: on to Okay, okay we'll do.
0: <laughs> if you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me reach more Latina listeners like you who also want to grow their cake business. Visit my website, OrlandoCakeAcademy.com, and join my email list for updates, new program announcements, and future classes. You can also find me on Instagram at boss. Thank you so much for your support, and remember, El cielo es el límite.